Hey everybody, uh, Andrew and Marco here. Hey Marco. <laughs> so we uh, we both did this uh, upcoming blog. We're going to call this "Faithful Sons and Daughters of the Church." So the question is: Is it disloyal or schismatic to respectfully disagree with the Pope? It's a pretty good question. We've been wrestling with this question since the release of Fiducia Supplicans. And what could have been a merciful invitation to accompany sexual sinners into chastity just became a very confusing document to us. So how do we work out our conflict with its papal author? Nothing matters more to us than unwavering fidelity to Jesus and his church. Can we be faithful to the church while disagreeing with its leader? That's what we're trying to answer a little bit today. Now, we've received kickback from even our Orthodox friends. They dislike our public disagreement with fiducia supplicants. And, of course, we can always express ourselves better. Point taken. But even owning tonal problems doesn't appease those who view logical dissatisfaction with fiducia supplicants as something like gossipy dishonor of a near-perfect father. We contend that this kind of papal positivity, shall we say, may be more the problem than honest disagreement with the Pope. Here we draw upon the sense of the faithful, the conscientious convictions of members of Christ. We at once hold the tension of respecting the papacy and the truth we carry as faithful members of Jesus' church. So the faith of Christ, this faith as handed down by the apostles, is sustained through the centuries by a believing people, a dynamic people. And this body of believers is the church. Each of the baptized, ordained and lay, play distinguished roles in handing on the faith of the church. Jesus consecrates some of us to tend domestic churches, so to speak, while others govern with priestly authority, you know, priests, bishops, the pope. All of us have an important role to play. When something is off, the faithful, the lay faithful, must trust the truth of that unchanging faith and seek to preserve its clarity. Now, the Catechism says this, and it's beautiful. The whole body of the faithful cannot err in matters of belief. This characteristic is shown in the supernatural appreciation of faith, or the sense of the faithful. That's, I love that, sense of the faithful. The I, sense of the faithful. I was not aware of that until you brought that into this conversation. An important Catholic principle, uh, understanding the, the, the faithful's role in, in safeguarding the truth that's been handed down to us and that we're tasked to hand down to others. And so this sense of the faithful on the part of the whole people, when from the bishops to the last of the faithful, they manifest a universal consent in matters of faith and morals. Amen. Disagreement is not revolt. Of course, all reactions have to be tempered by charity. This includes our duty to earnestly intercede for the Pope from a pure heart with good intentions towards him. No matter what our circle of influence, be it a household, a parish, a diocese, or the global church, each of us has a piece of the kingdom that Jesus entrusts to us to govern and safeguard in his truth. 
um, Cardinal Mueller, who was a former Cardinal Fernandez, so he was the former head of the DDF now, and uh, has, has recently written about this, uh, this document, and it's actually quite striking that he's writing about it as a former prefect of this office, and he says this, and it's beautiful, and I think it's a, it's a call to maturity, at least that's the way I've, I've heeded his words. He says, the Catholic Church is not the Pope's church, and Catholics are therefore not papists, but Christians. Christ is the head of the church, and from him, all divine grace and truth passes to the members of his body, which is the church. I really like that. It's wow. so clear because, of course, we love the Pope, and we hold the tension of being in conflict with some of his, his decisions, but we are not papists. We're Christians, right? And I think for a lot of Catholics, this is a, a, a moment in history where we can mature in our relationship and understanding of who the Pope is to us. Disagreement need not mean disloyalty. Foregoing papal positivity, we can love the Pope while mirroring back what is very confusing to us. Needless complaining is not the answer. Our activation lies in appealing to the truth that's been handed down to us and the very personal ways that we've probed and lived that truth, especially as it relates to persons seeking to overcome same-sex attraction. This is how we remain faithful amid confusion. So quoting another uh, brilliant mind of, of happy memory, Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, who later became Pope Benedict, and who also was the prefect of the now DDF, he wrote this of papal authority. The successor of Peter is the rock, which guarantees a rigorous fidelity to the word of God against arbitrariness and conformism. We need clear teaching from Peter the Rock. This document leaves unnecessary room for confusion in our understanding. It draws from confusing LGBTQ ministers who surround the Pope, including Father James Martin, activist Juan Carlos Cruz, and Sister Janine Gramic of New Ways Ministries. These voices neglect Jesus' clear call to repent from sexual sin unto new life. This document supports this quietly. Faithful sons and daughters, find your voice, bless the Pope, and pray that he might repent of confusing blessings. Thanks for joining us.